In today's episode, I'm speaking with Eva Maria Dimitriadis, CEO and Managing Partner at Conduit Connect. The Conduit Connect is a network that sources and connects the most promising high-growth impact investing opportunities to mission-aligned investors. Operating since 2018, it recently launched an EIS fund in cooperation with Ascensions Ventures and Conduit Capital. The fund helps investors to access a diversified portfolio of impact investments. The Conduit Connect are providing solutions across the full range of 17 UN SDGs. And our guest on the show, Eva, is an alumna from Oxford University with an international upbringing in London, Zimbabwe and Switzerland. Originally from Greece, Eva is also a trustee for the K. Mason Foundation, a South African charity which provides education scholarships to build the next generation of leaders. She's also on the development board of the English National Ballet. If you want to know more about impact investing, this episode is for you. Welcome to Reset Mindset Podcast, showing you how companies are combining sustainability and profit today. We believe everyone has a responsibility to innovate for a better future. So if you are looking for inspiring stories to reinvent a sustainable future, you are in the right place. My name is Nora Stoltz. I'm a corporate sustainability strategist and sustainable leadership coach based in London. I'm your host today, and I'm excited to be here with Eva Maria Dimitriadis. How are you? Great. Good to see you. So wonderful to have you with us. Eva, please tell us a bit about the Conduit Connect. What's the story? Well, the Conduit Connect was founded and set up in 2018. It's a UK registered company. And it was really designed to be the impact investment arm for a club based in London called The Conduit, which uh, is all about impact. All of the members are united in their passion to drive social and environmental change for the better. And so The Conduit Connect really is an impact investing platform which sources fantastic private investment opportunities and connects them with high impact investors. And we have investors that are individuals, next gens, family offices, and of course, also some funds and larger institutions. And the common denominator is that everybody is trying to drive capital towards doing good. Amazing. Well, it's a very on vogue topic, but you have been around a while in that space. And I know that you joined in July 2019. What was your motivation to join Conduit Connect? Honestly, I was so compelled by the community that the Conduit had built. They had the most incredible um, network of people who were already so passionate and so active in driving change. In my previous world, I had already been very much excited by the idea of using innovation for positive social and environmental impact. But you still had to convince people that that was the right thing to do and that you didn't have to compromise on returns in order to do something good with your money. Uh, but at The Conduit, everybody already believed it. So in a way, it just made my my life a lot easier to be converted. <laughs> That's incredible. What a nice story. So you have all a common North Star. And so as a CEO of Conduit Connect, how does a usual day look like for you? What excites you the most? Well, the great thing is it's very varied. Of course, in COVID times, 
there was some monotony <laughs> brought about by working from home. But usually the day begins with checking emails. I mean, who doesn't? And uh, inevitably and excitingly, I will have received one or two new investment opportunities in my inbox. So we've, we've really been very lucky at the Conduit Connect and, and that we have become an epicenter for high quality impact deal flow. And, and so is this for members or are, are, do you also get deal flow from non-members? That's a really interesting question, actually. So when I joined, the process was that you could nominate a deal if you were a member. But last year, I changed the policy because I felt that that was not inclusive enough as a, as a format. And I really want Conduit Connect to be a place where anyone can apply and share their innovative idea so long that so long as it's within our our investment criteria so i believe talent is equally distributed but opportunity isn't so there's really no reason that you should know someone in the network in order to get seen uh, by our deal flow team so in fact now it's possible to just find our website and send in an application if you're a start startup or a founder that has that has a mission driven for-profit business that fits our criteria. Awesome. And so after checking the deal flow that um, being, you know, ev everyone likes to see a pitch of a startup. So this is, you're starting every day on a high. Um, and then what else happens during the day? Well, of course, coffee, um, <laughs> yeah. potentially, potentially a run. Um, but taking a Monday, for example, we have a team meeting always at 10 o'clock, which is uh, for me, one of the highlights of the week. Um, we have an incredible team and we typically will cover um, a few sort of standing items. We'll always talk about pipeline and deal flow. Uh, we'll talk about the current deals that we're supporting and what traction they have, which investors are interested and how we can also support companies with their non-financial asks. So typically there will be about 11 or 12 investment opportunities that are actively fundraising at any one time on Conduit Connect. But what we also try to do is ask them, what do they need apart from money? Every startup needs money, but what else can we help with? Is it introductions to advisors? Is it a pro bono lawyer to help them with their articles of association? Is it um, someone who can help them measure their carbon footprint? And it's, it can be very diverse. And that's where I think we can be very um, influential and impactful as an organization because we have such a strong network. Uh, typically, we'll also have a few conversations with investors where we do a bit of an impact DNA. So we try to find out what really drives and motivates them. Are they passionate about climate change? Are they passionate about education? Are they passionate about women's health? Uh, can they invest tickets of 25,000 or is it more like 2 million? And once we start to understand that picture, we can then form very tailored introductions to them. Uh, for the kinds of opportunities that they're that they're eligible to receive. Um, we also increasingly have some great conversations with our colleagues at Ascension and Conduit Capital around our fund investment activities. Um, and then I also have a fantastic board. So uh, typically at some point during the week, there'll be a conversation with one of the board members or several of them about something to do with our operations or governance as we as we scale our business. Sounds like an absolute dream job, and uh, I can I can assure you that Eva is is beaming when she's talking about 
her usual day at Conduit Connect. Talking about impact investing. So for the listeners and and they might be new to this space, what is impact investing and why does it matter? So it's a relatively recent phenomenon. It, it has been going on for longer than people might think and has been through various iterations and, and names. Um, and I think even today, there's a little bit of dispute about what exactly it is. Um, a lot of people think it's the same as ESG investing. I don't think it is. Uh, so really, the way that I like to describe it is, you know, in the olden days, you had philanthropy over here on one end of the spectrum, which was giving away money to do good. And on the other end, you have sort of full on capitalism investing at whatever cost. The ultimate objective is to increase your return. And what impact investing really does is it's right at the middle of that. It's investing for profit, but with the expectation of achieving good. And, and it's a purpose driven investment. And in my view, this is not something where you expect a concessionary or a lesser return. But in fact, in the long term, you get a greater return. And the way that I like to think about it is if you take climate change, for example, which, you know, I don't think any of your listeners do not believe in climate change. We know that it is a very real risk and problem that many organizations, governments and private individuals are trying to fight. And at the Conduit Connect, we recognize that governments alone do not have the power financially, nor in terms of capability to solve the sustainable development goals by 2030. And climate is a huge, huge part of that. So if we take climate change, if we don't address some of those issues, there won't be a planet around for the next generations to be enjoying the benefits of our investments. So let's get ahead of the game, make sure the planet's still here. And then of course, the companies that are acting with ESG, with, with governance, with responsibility towards their employees, they're going to survive because regulation is changing, the climate is is needing our help. And I think it's just much more prudent to take a long term view about investments. Absolutely. And how do you measure the impact of portfolio companies? So we designed an impact framework in collaboration with Deloitte last year, which was a very exciting exercise. I think for anyone listening who has some experience in impact investing, they'll know that there is a bit of a cottage industry around impact measurement and how to really define it. Um, I like to think that we will one day look at investments and consider their sort of financial PL, if you like, and an impact PL. There's no such thing as a company not having an impact. We have positive and negative impacts. And it's really important, I think, to be aware of the whole of, of one's impact and to be able to mitigate the negative impact or offset them if that's necessary. So the way that we think about it, we've drawn our framework from a combination of the sustainable development goals, but also um, we've taken a great deal from the impact management project, which is, I think, a really fantastic framework, which asks you to think about the intentionality is, is the key part, I think, that differentiates this framework of the investment. So, you know, if we think about how you will assess an investment, you might start to make your portfolio more impactful by stripping away anything that has negative investment. 
But you could go to the other end of the spectrum and say, actually, we're not just screening out negative. We want to proactively embrace positive and only look at deals that are having an intentional additional impact. And that's where we sit. We sit very much in that intentional additional impact. And so how we measure the impact of companies is by setting KPIs, key performance indicators with each of the portfolio companies. Because the reality is it's quite hard to have single factors that that, that work across a whole portfolio. You could have one, uh, one, one company like our, our company Mom Incubators has developed a low cost incubator, which literally saves babies lives. That is their impact. We have another company, Oxwash, that's created a net zero laundry solution. So their impact indicators are things like carbon saved or water saved or clothing saved or detergent saved. And so I think it's important to be regular, but also flexible about the way that you assess these metrics. Uh, but the important thing is defining them up front. Absolutely fascinating. And I'm just thinking you probably have plenty of portfolio companies I could interview on business model innovation and social. Oh, impact. So we're going to have a follow up on this one. We have so many um, amazing founders. <laughs> so you already mentioned Deloitte and that you collaborated um, to build the impact investment framework. What about some other initiatives? How are you collaborating in the wider context? Absolutely. I mean, we, we very much believe in collaboration. And in fact, it's, you know, it's the 17th SDG is uh, partnerships towards the goals. And we have a number of formal partnerships with Conduit Connect. But as a general rule, we believe collaboration over competition. And uh, I'm always thrilled to just see more players, more capital, more innovation uh, driving towards uh, innovative solutions. But I would mention a couple that are really important to us. Um, one of them is uh, is with Credit Suisse. I think, as you can imagine, increasingly there are so many organizations with uh, investors that are really craving impact, and they are looking for opportunities to to be able to help in driving positive change. And so we have a, a really special partnership here where uh, customers of Credit Suisse will be able to actually access the Conduit Connect membership platform uh, for free to be able to explore our opportunities and collaborate with us on, on those that are exciting to them. I think another one worth mentioning is Boost. So Boost was set up by the Inclusive Economy Partnership. It's a collaboration between the Cabinet Office in the UK, the DCMS, which is the departure for the Department for Culture, Media and Sport, and um, and the Young Foundation. And we're a partner of this, this accelerator, which is focused on digital inclusion, financial inclusion, and mental health. And these are all three incredibly important topics, especially in the post-pandemic recovery. And we have 15 organizations as part of this cohort that we've been supporting. And we support them in terms of accessing funding, but also access, accessing partnerships and clients. So to give an example, there's a, there's a company in there called Better Space, which is all about helping corporates and low-wage employers to provide a mental health and well-being platform for their employees. This is something that so many HR directors and corporates around the world are trying to solve for. And Better Space has created a holistic platform 
that can solve for everybody's needs. So you might want a subscription to Calm. I might want a subscription to Barry's Bootcamp. We have different needs and different well-being goals. But on Better Space, there's a solution for everybody. And so it's a really attractive um, product for a lot of HR directors. And that's one of the one of the uh, one of the sort of organizations that we've been supporting. And then the last one I'll mention is Impact Agora. Impact Agora was spun out from Barclays and is a, a pl another platform similar, similar to ours, which lists exciting impact investment opportunities and funds with uh, a range of impact investors. And so we collaborate with them as well on opportunities. At the end of the day, our objective is to help companies access the resources that they need to scale. And so we have a lot of relationships with a number of exciting funds and we, we work together to tailor the opportunities for them. Wonderful. Again, so many more leads for me to follow up with you on. <laughs> a little debrief afterwards. On a, on a personal note, I know from a pre-call with you that you believe in personal growth, continuous development, and the notion of the non-linear life. What are the things you're currently studying, learning, growing into? Ah, oh, great question. Um, yes, I mean, I suppose in my career, I've had a few big turns and, and some that I would not have predicted, you know, 20 years ago. I, I definitely believe that um, careers and life can be non-linear. Uh, lately, I suppose there have been a couple of things. I've been listening to quite a lot of audiobooks. So during lockdown, I got into the habit of taking an audiobook on a walk. And nice. uh, I, I sort of started to delve down a rabbit hole of... Um, of a lot of sort of management books. So I was listened, listening to one called Drive by Daniel Pink. Uh, I also read Atomic Habits by James Clear. And now I'm listening to Principles by Ray Dalio. And you can probably sense a theme across them, which is that they're all about having the right purpose and prompts to achieve your goals. And there's a, there's a line in Atomic Habits that I really liked where he says, goals are not what causes success it's the systems that help you deliver the goals and there was an example i'm not sure if it was about tennis but but since we're in wimbledon season i'll, I'll use this <laughs> you know everyone playing at wimbledon has the goal of winning wimbledon but ultimately only one person does or one woman one man uh so what is it that makes the winners win and those that don't uh it's it's their systems their processes their practice and so I've started to really adopt this idea of, um, you know, marginal gains and the fact that every small effort we make is adding up to a great outcome. I think this really applies also to impact investing. You know, a lot of times when we're looking at investment, we're thinking about which company is going to get us the 10x return. And that is ultimately the goal, you know, of, of, a, of a venture investor, right? It's high risk, high reward. But I do also think that, you know, not every successful company has to be a unicorn. And those that are gazelles can be equally attractive. And if we have 10 companies that are impacting 100,000 people for the better, that's an incredible outcome. And we should definitely embrace that. So there's a, there's a bit of a mix. And I think that um, this idea of marginal gains is a really exciting one. I've been applying it also to tennis. <laughs> so <laughs> I picked up a racket last year for the first time in, in over a decade, I think. Um, and uh, my forehand was okay. My backhand was terrible and my serve was unspeakable. <laughs> so I've been 
trying to make an make make time for tennis at least once a week you know when it's not raining and um I will probably never be a tennis master but I've been mastering the art of showing up and it's definitely improving my game a little bit I love this mastering the art of showing up and also looking at processes and systems to help you deliver your goals um that's fantastic what's the one question I didn't ask you today and you'd like to answer Well, I suppose this links to what we were just saying about marginal gains. I think that everybody, no matter what our profession is or what our education is or uh, what privileges we have, we all have um, time and inherent skills that we can contribute to society. And so in my spare time, I have uh, joined two nonprofit boards One is a, a charity in South Africa, which focuses on education. And the other is the English National Ballet, which is something I'm very passionate about as an art form. But it is also a nonprofit with a great number of exciting programs around inclusivity and, and health. And I think the message really is that whatever it is that you do, try to find a way to take the bit that you love and and give it back somehow and even if it's just through some some of your time um the k mason foundation which is based in south africa it really is a great illustration of that marginal gain story so we don't try to give an education to the whole nation we're about finding a handful of really talented bright children from very disadvantaged backgrounds and they go from sort of zero to a hundred like you know, from having no opportunity, they kind of get every opportunity. And as a result, you know, their lives will be changed forever. Their families' lives will be changed forever. They will go on to have amazing jobs. Their kids will all go to school, go to university, also have amazing jobs. They'll pay taxes. They won't do something silly or stupid that might have happened if they didn't have opportunities. So there's a really wonderful butterfly effect. And It's a charity that's been running for 21 years. I've only been involved for three or four of those years, but it is so incredibly rewarding to be involved. Sounds incredible. We're going to link it in the show notes so listeners can check out the charity and perhaps contribute as well. Eva, it was such a joy to have you on the show. Thank you immensely for giving me and our listeners the time and the wisdoms of how to drive for impact both on the professional as well on the private side. Lots of interesting learnings, lots of books to read or listen to on walks. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nora.